Thanks so much for taking the time to download our podcast called Manage Your Money God's Way. We are from Compass Catholic Ministries. We are dedicated to helping you discover smart ways to manage your money. Whether you're in debt or free of debt, we have the resources and knowledge to help you reach your financial goal. And I believe that would be living debt-free. So let us show you how to reach that sense of joy and contentment. Simply go to compasscatholic.org and take a look at our website. My name is Steve Holbrook, and joining me today, as always, the co-founders of Compass Catholic Ministries, John and Evelyn Bean. Here's a fact of life. A majority of Americans, we all have struggled or continue to struggle with debt. Some may classify theirs as a small amount of debt. Others may say, I have a mountain of debt. Today, John and Evelyn are going to talk to those with a mountain of debt. So, Evelyn, let's start that discussion. You know, unfortunately, debt is a way of life in America because most Americans carry some amount of debt. There's the mortgage, the car payment, medical bills, credit card bills, student loans, and it just seems to never stop, does it? No, you're right. But our whole society is based on debt. It focuses on debt. It promotes debt. And unfortunately, there are people who don't really realize that they have too much debt. And they keep piling up debt and piling up debt until they reach a disaster level uh, with the amount of debt that they have. And many people finally get to the point where they'll do anything to escape the enormous weight of all those monthly payments. Yeah, you know, usually that turning point occurs when a person has an epiphany of some kind and there's a light bulb moment when they decide to turn things around. That happened to us when we hit bottom. You know, we had a big mortgage on a home that we built, our dream house, our forever house, which was four houses ago. (laughs) (laughs) We had lots of credit card debt and we had two car payments. We used up our savings and our marriage was not a happy place to be. And that was our bottom level, right? There's no question about it. And we knew something had to change and we were trying to figure out what it was. We didn't intuitively know what the answer was. Well, we knew what the answer was. We weren't making enough money. What what was it that made the light switch go on that all of a sudden you realized we have debt? The fact that that I quit my job two weeks after we secured the mortgage on our uh, forever house. Okay, that's smart move number one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That might have been one, two, and three, actually. And, And so making those payments, I mean, we had done a tremendous job of keeping the costs low on that house and building it smart. We'd already paid for the property, and so it was just the construction costs. But if you don't have any money coming in, then, you know, that can cause a problem. And, and we didn't change our lifestyle. That, that was the other big mistake, that we'd had this lifestyle. We had two incomes coming in. We, I mean, we weren't extravagant by any means, but... But we weren't very careful either. No, we were comfortable. At least once a year, we paid off all of our credit card debt. Because we used the bonus that you got that really yeah. should have gone into savings at that right. point in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no question. So, I mean, we did some really dumb things. But, but the biggest thing is, you know, you, you go month after month after month, and you don't have enough income to cover all of the things that you're spending money on. So if, like us, you get that sick, sinking feeling when you think about the amount of debt you have, you may be worried that you may never dig your way out. And playing with debt is like playing with matches. You know, you'll be able to blow the match out when the flame gets too close to your fingers. How many times have you burned your fingers trying to do that, you know? It, uh, it's even worse when you're playing with debt. 
<laughs> the fire of debt. You know, when you decide that you're going to use debt to pay for something, you assume that you will have enough money at the end of the month to pay for the purchase. Some people go ahead and do it, and they know they don't have enough money. That's why they're putting it on credit cards, you know. But what happens when you don't pay it off at the end of the month? Oh, it's okay. The charges aren't too much, the interest charges. I'll be able to pay it off next month. And then the next month happens, and you've spent more money in between. It just starts to mushroom. Once you let it go for a month or two, a couple things happen. Number one, you get worried and aggravated at yourself and you do pay it off. Or two, you just decide you're going to ignore it. Not only can you not pay off last month's debt, but you can't pay off this month's debt either. And you're just going to live like that. So the credit card debt is starting to snowball. It's snowballing you. We're not snowballing it to pay it off. Exactly. Exactly. The credit card company is in charge. Now, when your money in the savings account is earning less than 1%, and they're earning between 7%, if they really haven't done a very good job, up to as much as 30% on the debt that you've created. And, And you make their job very easy because you keep adding to it. And it grows and it grows and it grows, and very quickly you're smothered with a debt avalanche. You know, John, that reminds me of a Bible verse from James. Um, It's something about today or tomorrow. I can't remember what it is. Do you remember what it is? I think it goes, today or tomorrow we shall go into such and such a town, spend a year there doing business, and make a profit. But you have no idea what your life will be like tomorrow. And that's James chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. So when we assume that we're going to bank enough money to pay off debt tomorrow, that may not be what happens tomorrow. That's a pretty big assumption. (laughs) So let's talk about some of the warning signs that you may have that indicate that you have too much debt. You've already passed the first and most obvious warning sign. You didn't pay off your credit card at the end of the month. You're still using that credit card this month. So you got two big no-nos. You didn't pay it off last month, and you're still using it this month. But let's, let's be clear here. We're not saying credit card, using a credit card is bad. We're saying using a credit card and not paying it off every month is bad. Absolutely. I don't carry cash. I use my credit card for everything. But... It gets paid within 48 hours of when I receive the bill every month. It's a tool. That's all it is. It's a tool. What's the second sign of the warning that you have too much debt? Well, the second thing would be that you're consciously ignoring uh, the credit card uh, statements that come in the mail. We've coached people who wouldn't go to the mailbox because they knew there were bills in there and they couldn't pay them. And we've also coached people who would go to the mailbox, not every day, but when they did, they just bring all those bills in and stack them up in a box on the counter, and they wouldn't open them. So what did these people think eventually would happen? They would disappear? I mean, the interest they accumulated was They didn't care what was going to happen, basically. They didn't know what was going to happen, but they knew it wasn't going to be good. And they didn't have the money. And so the easiest way to deal with it was to totally 150% ignore it. 
But I think that is a situation a lot of couples get into because each is waiting for the other to make the move first. Nobody wants to be the bad guy and say, hey, wait a minute. We've got to get serious about paying off this debt. This is not how we're supposed to live. The wife is waiting for the husband to make the move and the husband's waiting for the wife to make the move and they just push it aside and ignore it. We've seen that a lot. So you're saying they're not communicating I, or, yeah, or they're it, afraid? It, it, that, that's, a, that's true. Okay, we've seen that. But I think in more cases than not, neither one of them, you know, want to address it. And maybe that's what you're saying. Yeah. They don't want to address it. Because we'll start a fight? In a lot of cases, well, They yeah. don't know what the answer is. And they don't know what to do about it. Okay. So if I ignore it and I don't know what to do about it, then I don't have to think about it. And it just sits there in the corner. And, For and, 30 and, days. Yeah. It, and, yeah. And, the, and the other thing is that they know that they would have to face a severe reduction in their lifestyle because they can't now continue. If they're going to solve this problem, they have to curtail their spending. Either that or get a new job and make a ton more money. But those, those kinds of things aren't happening. So I, I know Compass have money coaches. Is this where a money coach would help? Absolutely. That if I'm afraid to talk to my wife or my wife's afraid to talk to me about this, is this where... You have a, a third party come in and assist? Yeah. If you're willing to accept the fact that you have to change, that the coach isn't going to come in with a magic potion and, and sprinkle fairy dust over you and everything goes away. That's not going to happen. Well, and they're not going to make the payment for you. <laughs> and they're not going to make the payment. That's right. That's right. But I think having that third party, if the couple's really willing to work together, or even a single person, if they're willing to buckle down and understand what's happening, a coach can provide a lot of input that will help them see where maybe they need to make the change. But it's up to the person to make the change. I mean, nobody can make it for you. Right. And, and that information's on the website if I wanted to contact the money coach? Yes. Absolutely. So compasscatholic.org. Correct. Right. And um, we've got money coaches that are trained to work with uh, couples one-on-one. -on -one. There isn't. This isn't a group operation. This isn't a small group kind of class. It's one-on-one -on -one working with you to help you establish the parameters to uh, create your budget, to create a payoff schedule, to really to understand how much debt you have and, and write it all down so it's there in black and white. You can look at it. And, and that's the only way you're going to be able to begin to tackle it. See, I think that's another sign that you have too much debt is that you're increasing it every month, but you never really sit down and add it all up and see what it is. That's because you have to have a new list every month. <laughs> that I find hard to believe that people have no idea what their total debt is. That have, surprises me. We have worked with at least two couples that had over $100,000 in debt, and the other spouse no, no, no. didn't know it. Not just debt, of credit, credit card, card debt. debt. No, yeah. Arthur and I have worked with couples, too, that have no idea. We just, it baffles us. And when they start talking about their debt, there is so much that they miss. Yeah, it's, it's not facing reality. Yeah. Well, and, and these two couples that had over 100000 one of the couples, in both cases knew exactly or very close how much that debt was. The other person had no idea whatsoever. And I know at least one of those people in those four, in the two couples, four people, was a, a financial accounting person. Well, three out of the four were accountants. There you go. Three out of the four people, two couples, three out of the four were accountants. So what does that say? 
Mm. <laughs> Not too good. <laughs> they're great with other other people's money, but they're wrong. <laughs> Hopefully. That's, that's like the cobbler's kids don't have any shoes. <laughs> I don't even think there are cobblers anymore, are there? <laughs> well, there's peach. and. <laughs> if you find yourself needing help with your budget, Compass Catholic has certified money coaches available. They would love to help you start the conversation walk you through the process of getting yourself out of debt. You can find information about the Compass Money Coaches at compasscatholic.org. John, let's turn our attention to the individuals that, that we deal with, I would say, half the time that live paycheck to paycheck. If you're in debt and you're paying interest, but you're just squeaking by financially each month, that's got to be a huge, huge warning sign for you. I know living paycheck to paycheck isn't fun. We've done that before. And it's especially bad if you've got a healthy income. I mean, we've seen people who are making well over $100,000 a year that live paycheck to paycheck because they're not paying attention to what they're doing. It's time to make a change. When your debt payments consume so much of your income that you're living down to the wire it's time to do something about it. You know, another way I think people get into dealing with a mountain of debt is when you double your debt by getting married. Now, usually if you talk about doubling in money, it's a good thing. But when you're talking about debt, it's a bad thing. So getting married is a joyous occasion. But what happens when you realize that your spouse has just as much debt as you do? And when you combine your debt with your fiancés and it doubles overnight, you're going to have problems in your marriage. But you should know this. You should long know this time long before, before the wedding. Yeah. Yes. But yes. you've dealt with uh, engaged couples. The reality of it, people they, find out they after don't the I do's. After the I do's, yeah. Well, it's not romantic to go out and talk about how much credit card debt you have. Let's face it. It's much more fun to go out and talk about the wedding and where we're going to live and where we're going to honeymoon and what kind of cake we're going to have. Once you and your spouse decide together, key words, decide together that enough is enough, then you can work together to pay off your debt and your marriage is going to be much, much stronger going forward. You know, your debt payments, um, if they add up to more than your rent or your mortgage payments, you're in trouble. Rot row, because that's like, what, 40% of your income? Housing costs uh, typically are 38 to 40% of the monthly spendable income, and the rent or mortgage should be only half of that, 19 to 20%. So if your debt payments are more than your living expenses, you're saying that your debt is just as important as your rent or your mortgage? I don't think. But it's like paying double rent or, or double your mortgage payment. You know, another way that you can indicate whether you're in over your head with debt is if you have a lot of debt and you don't have very many choices when it comes to certain decisions. For example, with a huge monthly debt payment, you may not be able to take your dream job. You may not be able to start a business or live the life you truly want to live. You know, the Bible tells us that the borrower is slave to the lender. And that's certainly true because if your money's obligated to pay off debt, there's not a lot of freedom you have to do what you would choose. And there's penalties if you don't. When you miss a a credit card payment or a debt payment, typically the contract as it's written will increase your interest payment on the balance almost double. 
So you're getting penalized. You get a huge penalty. And, you know, if, you're, if your credit card charges you just 15% a month, which a lot of people would consider that to be a low number, but if you miss a payment, uh, it's going to jump up to about 29% or 30%. And you think you had problems before. Let it get up to 30% and see what kind of problems you get. That, that balance is going to increase so fast your eyes will spin. <laughs> Another way to tell if you're in over your head is if your net worth is less than zero. And we recommend that everybody check their net worth at least once a year. If you haven't done it, it's worth exploring. So look at um, compasscatholic.org under the resources tab. There's um, a personal financial statement so that you can figure out your net worth. So first thing you have to do when you're looking at your net worth is you list all your assets, everything that you own, okay? Even if you've got it uh, a, a, um, a loan against it, like your house is an asset. Your car can be an asset depending on uh, how much money you put down when you purchased it, okay? But it's worth something. So but it's, it's worth something. It has value. So everything that has value is an asset. And then you list everything that you owe. So you have to list all your debts. So you'd list the mortgage and the car payments and credit card debts. School loans. School loans. Furniture loans. Loans to Uncle Freddie. You know, any anybody you owe money to is a debt and you subtract the debts from the assets. Now, hopefully that's still going to be a positive number. And the bigger the positive number, the better off you are. But if that's a negative number, then you owe more than you have in value. So you have a negative net worth. And, you know, if that's not a signal to you that things have got to change, I'm not sure what kind of a signal you need to get. Well, and tying into the net worth statement is part of that is adding up the total debt you have. So if you add that up and you can't believe how big it is, that can be a real eye opener when you see the total of how much you owe. That can give you a heart attack if you're in over your head and you've never done that before. So if the number that you owe is frightening, it's time to tackle a debt payoff plan. What are the curses of being a debtor? Evelyn, what's one that you think of? Uh, how about moving back in with mom and dad because you can't afford to pay your rent? Well, I don't know who's, who's, who's got the bigger curse there, mom and dad or you? you know? <laughs> the, the answer is yes. <laughs> you know, you may love your parents, but do you really want to live under mom and dad's rules again? Do you love them that much? <laughs> and I'm sure mom and dad really don't want you back home if you've been gone for a number of years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's another one? Well, your monthly minimum payments cost an arm and a leg. You know, one of the things that we have people do when, when uh, they go through the Bible study is, is we have them list all of their debts, um, but especially the credit card debts, because that's what we're focusing on in uh, Destination 2. We want to pay off all of the credit card debts. So we're looking at those debts, adding up the total amount of debt, and adding up the total of the minimum payments to understand how much you need to spend every month just to meet the minimum. And just to be clear, none of that stuff is shared with anybody in the Bible study class. That's all personal information. No, that's personal. That's Mm -hmm. personal. If... uh, Debt is ruling your life. You know, everything 
that is coming in is going towards the debt payments, you're in serious trouble. You know, another place where you can see if you're in over your head is your credit score. If you have a really poor credit score, then you're probably in over your head because a good credit score is essential if you ever want to buy a house, take out a car loan, start a business, sometimes even rent an apartment or get a job. So your credit score can suffer if you owe too much money in relation to your credit limits. And actually, it suffers once you get over 30%. If your debt is equal to or greater than 30% of the total available uh, credit, okay? So just to make the numbers easy, if you have two credit cards combined together, they would allow you to buy $10,000 worth of stuff and you've exceeded $3,000 on the total balance between the two cards, You're over 30% and your credit score is going to start going downhill. That's just one of the reasons it'll go downhill, but that's a big reason. Well, and another, speaking of credit cards, another hint to being in over your head is if your credit cards are declined. When you go to a store or a bank and try to get money or try to make a purchase and the credit card gets declined, that's a sure indication that you're in trouble. Well, you've already charged more probably than... The credit card allows you to charge more than the amount of credit you have. You've got to realize when you're one step away from disaster. Being in debt is similar to not having an emergency fund. In either situation, a job loss, an unexpected illness, a family emergency, it's going to throw your finances into a tailspin. And think about what would happen. And you may have already experienced it with this pandemic. If you or your spouse lost your job, how did you survive with three months of being furloughed or four months of being furloughed? If you lost your job, how long could you survive and make the payments that you're obligated to make? You know, if you see friends or family in foreclosure and and worry that you're going to be next, you are definitely going down the wrong path. So your light bulb moment could be anything. It could be the constant stress that comes with having lots of bills, the desire to do things that you're not able to do, or simply the realization that you're wasting so much money paying interest. So here's some ways to motivate yourself. Add up how much you're paying each month in interest only. That's usually a big number. I mean, the the minimum payments are a big number, but when you're thinking about the interest only, and that's a big number. That's just wasted money. Yep. You need to calculate what your total debt is compared to your annual salary. Then you want to figure out what you're not able to do because you have to pay off that debt. So how are you going to get out of debt? Start off by praying and then make a plan and earn extra income. Do anything, sell stuff, get a part-time job, whatever. And stop using your credit cards. Make the minimum payments on all the debts and pay any extra money that you can scrape up on the absolute smallest debt that you have. And be checking your credit score on a regular basis. You know, if you feel like you're in over your head, we know what you're going through because we've been there. There's nothing 
that you can do about it. You feel hopeless. You feel helpless. There's nothing better than paying off your debt and being totally debt free. So if your debt is holding you back, now is your time to decide to stop digging a hole and figure out a way to climb out. Getting out of debt won't happen overnight, but it can't begin until you decide it's time to start. All of this is not about the money. It's about the change, and that's the change in your heart. And remember that just as the rich rule the poor, the borrower is slave to the lender. Love that verse from Proverbs 22.7. As I mentioned earlier, we have resources available for you to help you reduce and eliminate your debt. One are the free financial calculators. There's a few good ones uh, on credit card or loan repayment. Also, I mentioned earlier that we also have Compass Catholic Money Coaches. They will assist you on your journey to getting yourself totally out of debt, and they'll show you how to live debt-free. You'll find that information along with a blog that Evelyn has written about the topic of getting yourself out of debt. That's all available on the website, compasscatholic.org. In the top navigation bar, click on resources. John and Evelyn, I am not done with you yet. Do have time to answer one of the emails that we received this week. Uh, let's see. John and Evelyn, I have promised to give someone financial assistance during this pandemic, but only for a certain amount of time as they kind of get back on their feet. However, I have since learned after a couple of months of doing this that they are handling their money very unwisely. What should I do? You know, we struggle with this a lot because there's a lot of people we coach and we really, we never give them money, but we get very frustrated when they're not doing what we think they should be doing to help themselves. You know, it sounds like you've gotten this information secondhand. So I think the, the best thing for you to do is just to sit down with this person that you've said you, you were going to help and find out what's really going on. If you think that they are acting unwisely, then you need to be prepared to set down some parameters about the amount of help that you're willing to provide and really what you expect from them in return. And I think anytime you're providing help like that to someone, you have every right to expect something in return. They really should be managing that money that you're giving them. Yep. It shouldn't just be a handout that they can spend any way they want. They need to be a good steward. Yes. John and Evelyn, I do appreciate that. And I know our listeners appreciate all your advice. If you have questions for John and Evelyn of a financial nature, by all means, send your questions to ask, A-S-K, at compasscatholic.org. That's ask at compasscatholic.org. I also want to put a quick plug in for our YouTube channel called Compass Catholic. There you will see a weekly video series hosted by Caitlin Cato, and it's called Catholic Stewardship in Real Life. For John and Evelyn Bean, thanks so much for joining us today. And remember, we have a brand new podcast for you each and every Wednesday morning. Simply go to compasscatholic.org. Scroll down on the homepage, click on podcast. Not only will you find manage your money God's way, but you'll also find another podcast that we just started called Money Stories, hosted by Caitlin Kano. This is Manage Your Money God's Way, and we are from Compass Catholic Ministries.